Hello, everybody. This is the community podcast number four for the Cyberpunk and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 general uh, thing that we've got going on here. So, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is uh, the first time that we're hosting it here on the Triple S League. Uh, next week, it will be going back to. Mad Queen. Uh, who's it? Mad Queen is going back yeah. to Mad yeah. Queen uh, yeah. next time. So, uh, we're really excited. Uh, just some little technical things i'm making sure is good and then i believe we're good to go yeah everything's live so i will introduce uh last known meal say hey, hello what's up this is last known meal and we've got the neon arcade what's up everybody and we've got mad queen of course from the mad queen t- uh tv greetings earthlings well the next time you can say like the no the mad queen from the triple s league <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. As the as the no so famously put it, it's like yeah, she 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 has a show on the Triple S League channel. Uh, not quite accurate, but you know it's, it's, it's still appreciated. The, the day that I die, that you know, you know when you die and you have this PowerPoint of your life <laughs> going before mm-hmm. your eyes, I'm going to see the no, the no, the, uh, quoting my joke on having Twitter on Cyberpunk, <laughs> as, as it yeah. was really information. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it's like it's fun, uh, but I mean that's not the first it's not the first time, and we've got two uh, we've got two interesting news blips today. Uh, okay. The release date has been leaked again, and that's again in in quotes. Um, yeah, for the for the fiftieth time, uh, there's a little bit of info, information that I'm going to dive in with this to. A, don't get your hopes up too much, uh, but to also B, know that this is like. There's a particular reason why you should not necessarily just immediately assume that this was um, just a, a placeholder date or something like that. Mm-hmm. The the so I'll, I'll explain. Um, Europe has uh, Bandai Namco is doing the distribution and publishing there. Uh, we've got wait, Warner wait, Brothers. You in... didn't you didn't explain the whole thing. You started directly assuming that everybody knows what what happened. Well, I, I'm getting to that. So the the no, uh, North start America with, start is start with this because it's very hard to understand if you start with for the ending. The so we're going to start with for the beginning. The Slovakian online store pro gaming shop in the detail page to be ordered the game Cyberpunk 2077 yes. boldly claim that Cyberpunk 2077 was going to be released on November 28, 2019. That is Thanksgiving, right? Yes, that's that's American Thanksgiving. Yes, and now you can explain why you may think that this is great. Okay, so, well, I mean, again, setting up the the concept of you're thinking, why would a Lithuanian store have any information that's important? It not Europe being distributed by Bandai Namco? And the answer to that is most of Europe is being distributed by Bandai Namco, not all of Europe. Um, so there's little uh, little areas where where it's not being released by anybody in particular. So a bunch of mm-hmm. little companies, in this case, is a, it's a pretty small distributor, um, puts out the info accidentally. And and I've been able to like kind of more or less confirm that, that it was definitely not, not intended. It was not an intended announcement. It just was a, an accidental one. So with this kind of thought and, and knowing that um, you know, Warner Brothers is distributing it in North America, and then you know other places are going to get other smaller distributors here and there. Um, why is this important? Well, for the the big reason is that if you're 
if you're a distribution company and you're starting to get close to a company that you're going to be the, uh, if not the only, but definitely like one of, you know, uh, one of a very small number of distributors just distributing a game to a, a smaller area, you actually get this info typically around the six to seven month prior to their first target release date. So you then add that in as far as kind of like a, you know, a speculative release date. But the other thing that's also important to notice that people are like, well, that's, that's not a, that doesn't line up on release days. You know, that, that's not, that, that's a, that doesn't really line up on what, you know, a normal release date would be. A normal release date for everywhere is actually, you know, the, the common dates that we have. For smaller countries like this, it's always a couple of days later. So that's something to bear in mind that if what we've reported on before is to be believed that they're going to be releasing it, um, you know, kind of earlier and there's a, there's like a big release date, other smaller countries will always have that release date pushed back. Um, I have a couple friends over in um, some really tiny countries and they always get their games about a week later in, unless they get it digitally uh, by like, you know, an IP spoof or something like that. So that's that's why you should go, hmm, there's a little bit more here than what's going on, but mostly it's like don't don't jump on this as the main release date because I can guarantee you that that it's not the main release date. Does it mean that we're likely to see this this game release this year? Again, something that we've heard multiple multiple times, something that more and more evidence is starting to pile up, if not this year, then very early next year. Is that is that what this is shaping up to be? And from my humble opinion, not not speaking for anybody else here, um, <laughs> this is yet more evidence lining up for the the fact that this is indeed going to be a twenty nineteen release. Well so. I can argue what to say. Because yes, I, and please do. I disagree. I disagree because uh Warner Bros. has a partner, Warner Bros., who was also one of the, the, the publishers of Cyberpunk 2077, has a partner in uh, Slovakia called Gemini. So your argument about not uh, being distributed by a partner, I am not sure if it's true because I know that Gemini is a partner, but for films, I don't know if they are a partner for games as well. So... The same company because of the connections. Excuse what, me? Would they use the same company like that? If they have like another country, if they have another publisher in a smaller country, they yes, they have. Yeah. They have another publisher, but I know that they publish films. Not, I don't know if they publish hundred percent of Warner products. We know that Warner is one of the the companies that partnered with Zeta Project Red to publish Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven in some territories, mm -hmm. and they have a partner in this small country. But this partner is known for distributing films. I am um, I couldn't find any information if they also distribute games. So I don't really know if uh, they can be distributing the game uh, through the partner or or what Steve says is right is that they, there is no big no big distributor that is distributing in this country. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, I must say that the first 200 times that I had that I had a release date look like that, I got super excited. But at this point, I yes, there was yes, there was I, even a, there was even a Finnish uh, release date leak or rumor that was I think it was yeah. a couple weeks ago that said October 19. So it's it seems to be happening happening more and more often. Now is this for them to get more attention to themselves? Maybe, but um, I don't know. It's all yeah. within that kind of time frame of October, November. 
I don't know if you noticed, but this release late, this release date leaks accidentally happen in a week where there are no news. Oh yeah, we were talking about that, yeah, and there isn't yeah. anything like on the scene. Something even the territory studios happens. one that was like during a kind of a dead zone, right? Yes, they're, they're always in a dead zone because, uh, for instance, when the PlayStation videos came out, that people were talking about them for a while. Yeah. What's a coincidence? There was I mean, no release date leak. They can't be making all these mistakes like one after another, right? Yeah. That just doesn't seem logical. These are companies; they're not like, you know, yeah. like like kids everything that is. Companies. Like everything that is connected to CDPR somehow, somehow post something that is considered a leak. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I was a CEO, I would say, oh, that's bad business. <laughs> no, and, and I've, I've made this point several times before. It's like, it's almost as if every time there's a little bit of a new slowdown or somebody sitting down to read a, a you know a, a sunday afternoon news blog it always seems that, that that every time there hasn't been anything for a while suddenly there's something and now yes you can say you know law of averages right you know if if you're um if you're at a casino and you're you you go to the roulette table and you're betting on black and you see like you know 20 reds in a row then you know, logistically speaking, you're going to go, oh, well, you know, logically this, I'm, I'm going to assume that black is going to show up sometime soon. <laughs> um, so th that's kind of the thing that people kind of get into is like a long run of like no info. Suddenly everybody's anticipating something. So yeah, that's a, a little bit of a trap, but at the same time, it's not because I honestly think um, that, that this is the, that, that there's lots of little things that that they do put out and that when they want, they're watching the news and they're waiting for some info to get leaked or to pop out or something. If there's not anything, then they throw something out. Um, yeah. This interview with uh, the, uh, who was, who was it that was interviewed by the, um, the Spanish. And if you could say the, the Spanish name of this magazine, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, let me see. I will butcher the spelling oh. of, or the pronunciation. Yeah. With uh, Juan and with uh, Tomas. So this this popped out at the same time, which which to me I would assume that this means that the leak for the the release date was an accident that they didn't, mm -hmm. and, and how quickly they tried to pull it down again, um, because it, also I'm I'm you know I'm sure that it's actually a placeholder, um, I'm sure that it's a it's a month kind of placeholder. Uh, so if you're expecting a game to come out in, say you're a small, say you're a small distributor and you get, you, you get word that, um, you know, uh, Commander Keen 2 is going to be released on, uh, June the, the 5th, um, you'll want to say for your placeholder, you know, June the 15th or June the 25th, because what you want to avoid is, uh, is your placeholder getting out and saying that it was actually April 5th because then people are going to expect it on April 5th and uh, people are always upset when your product is late. They're never upset when your product is early. So this mm. is something that, that for a, lo a long, is a, is a, it's not a universal thing, but it's a pretty well-known like little trick that, that, uh, um, people do because, uh, you remember the, the so you remember the original Star Trek, right? And you get the uh, engineer, and he would always say, "Oh, this is going to take five days, Captain. We can't can't do it any faster than that." <laughs> and then the captain's like, "Well, you have two days to get it done." And then you you know he walks away. And they actually explain it in one episode. He's like, "You always overshoot, so that when 
so that when somebody says, oh, uh, no, I need this done right now, then you have a, a higher chance to um, impress them because then you look like, you know, you, you look like you're, you know, a god because you can get it done in, in half the time you told them that it was well, that it absolutely needed to be done in. But uh, I remember that. The, the, oh, sorry. Oh, no. Uh, remember when we, like, had our first, I believe, uh, like, podcast, like, that we did like an interview mostly like and when we mm -hmm. talked about these release dates and when we discussed the possibility of cdpr actually using those like companies that they kind of work with or they work with to distribute like these leaks and to tease people mm -hmm. yeah the truth is that every every sorry i was just gonna say they probably just call them up and say hey throw throw a spanner in the works here <laughs> well, well. See, here's and here's the thing. To, and it's good to talk about cyberpunk. I mean, after all, yes. what what this is creating is more conversation around the game. As long as it's it's labeled as a rumor, even though I know that it is a problem that sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes things are labeled as a rumor and people take them for granted, like there were official information. But if they labeled as that as a rumor, is okay as as soon as people assume that is a rumor. If the game, for instance, was going to be released on 2020, but by the way, I don't know if you remember, but the first quote unquote leaks about the release date said that the game was going to be the was going to be released in 2020. Oh yeah. So and and mm -hmm. late, lately they are coming to uh, fall this year. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think people cling to the information that they've been given. Right, we don't have a lot of news. Um, yeah. Well, relatively it, speaking, so they're going to kind of cling on to and gravitate towards quote unquote rumors because that's the only thing that they have. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that's interesting, one thing that's really interesting to note is that this article came out uh, like uh, several of these articles came out a little like in the last like 12 hours or so. Um, but after that, in another article, uh, some other journalist said, "Hey, look, guys, it's this is going to be like probably we're not going to get this to late late 2020, if not 2021." And then somebody else was saying, "Oh no, with the with the announcement of the consoles this year, um, you know, for sure we're going to get it uh, with the next console. We're not going to get it before this this current console." Um, and then there was something else with that that I want to mention too, but. In that one particular article, I kind of laughed at that because that person who said the thing about the, oh, no, it's definitely not coming to current consoles. It's definitely going to be next-gen console. That person also moronically said that the uh, PlayStation 5 would be announced and showcased at, at E3 this year, which I don't know if they, <laughs> you know, I don't know if they do their job very well, but uh, Sony's not at E3 this year, so I don't know why they would announce <laughs> Their console at this. I mean, yeah. I just... do you remember how how uh, Palpatine talks in, in in Star Wars? You know, with this, this hologram, <laughs> going to have yeah. an hologram of someone at Sony randomly in the middle of C three, saying that the console is there. Yeah, yeah, so... yeah. that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just it, so so don't and again we we want to stress don't believe everything that you read and and you know if we're if we have something that is a, an actual leak we'll we'll actually make it quite clear that it's a, you know all of us make it quite clear when when we we have something of substance but this so this generally is like this is good info info to have but don't don't you know don't bet the farm on it yeah uh, the other it. thing yeah well, the other thing that i want to mention it's yes, it is. We can wait for me, I mean, yeah. hashtag we can wait. It's and the other thing that that I want to get you guys' opinion on. You um, got you caught someone. Was last night we going to say something? Oh, am Sorry, I, 
am I too lo uh, low? No, yeah, no, yeah, you're. Okay. Someone was starting to talk and then and then type interrupt. Yeah. People hear you. I don't know if it was you or was Neon. He sounds a little different today, but uh, that's understandable because he's not at home. He's not at his main. No, I'm not yeah. at home. Sorry about that. Yeah, but it's still fine to me. Not yeah. Thinking. No, it still sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this too, um, because mm -hmm. there was another article that came out, um, I think just today, and was mentioning that. Uh, you know, that, oh my God, I don't know if you guys know, but did you know that it looks like you're going to be able to play Cyberpunk 2077 on the new PS5 when it comes out? Is Are you guys shocked at this news? Because, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, I, I must confess, sometimes I am shocked that when when uh, developers at the project red give um, interviews they contradict the info that uh, adam kitchinski gives when when he's talking to his investors and i always find this very funny because for instance in this interview in uh, in the spanish magazine they were talking about the new the the uh, the new generation of consoles and uh and the developers as well no we're focusing on this console and nothing about uh new consoles it's like um kichinski already said that the game is ready for next generations it's like yeah. something very funny happened happened at e3 i was talking i was talking to a developer and he had this moment of uh, super pride of developers that i absolutely adore when i see it and he's and he said to me talking about cyberpunk the game is not going to have microtransactions at all. And to make the joke, I told him, well, I really hope that you keep that philosophy when you're the, you know, the online part. And he said, no, I didn't, think, I didn't say anything about the online. Who said that there's an online? Your boss said that there's an online, okay? A year ago. I Please go on. Yeah. I, interrupted some, I interrupted someone, uh, but sorry, I just wanted to finish the anecdote. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's good. Also, in the chat here, Ali, Ali goes, I'm shocked. Oh, my God, I'm shocked that I can play Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation 5. Um, <laughs> now, I, I said this kind of tongue-in-cheek because we already know that one of the main features of the PlayStation 5 is going to be current and complete background um, compatibility with all yeah. PlayStation 4 games. Yeah. So naturally obviously you would know whether it's it's a you know an upgraded version uh right for mm -hmm. for the next console we don't know about that yet but obviously you would be playing this on the next console and and i say the same thing for um for the next xbox because again you know backwards compatibility seems to be um seems to be a standard these days they're, they're everybody's demanding it basically so I think it would be interesting if the next generation title, if they decide to go forward with that, is the one that has the online element, and then the, you know, the current generation consoles don't have that, and that's kind of the upgrade. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would be yet. What would that be? Possibility. And now that you mention that, you 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 make me wonder if if the future online part of Cyberpunk will be cross-platform or not. That as well, yeah. Hmm. We have a nice question, but I'm sorry, did you, can I, there is actually about the uh, question. Do you guys have any tips for someone who wants to become a cyber 2077 content? Content creator. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, you have to love cyberpunk. This is the first thing. 
the first and more important thing, you have to love Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it's going to be tricky for streamers though, because there's a bunch of streaming platforms that have um, even even with games that are allowed on their platform, they have pretty stringent rules on on the nudity aspects mm-hmm. of it. So um, Twitch. Twitch basically says, okay, there's a handful of games where light nudity is allowed, where it's like kind of there. But if you focus on it for more than like, if, if you make your stream all about ogling it, then that's a bannable offense. They don't actually tell you, it's, so does ogling mean like you refer to it two times, three times? Does that mean keeping the reticle on a... A, a little bit of skin for more than five seconds, ten seconds longer than you should. Like, what's what's the exact rule? And that's so that's gonna be the so, big sorry thing. Sorry to interrupt you, but as I, I just read the best comment. Do you guys have a phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I feel, I feel... everybody streaming on Twitch is gonna get banned. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really hope that Seda Project thinks about it and provides, uh, provides a copy that is censorable for streamers because on YouTube it's going to get demonetized as well. And if, uh, if big streamers that uh, want, to, want to broadcast the game and they see that they need to spend extra time in post-production to censor the nudity of the game, they're going to forget about Cyberpunk and then go for another game. Yeah. I think they'll put a filter maybe, hey? Yeah. Well, yeah, that... if you have a filter, if you have a filter, like, I mm-hmm. remember the game, Saboteur, you were, uh, you were able to disable nudity, so maybe that's a bit easier. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. would be easier. We actually spoke with uh, the guys behind the, that are making the Subverse game, that, um, that uh, extremely, extremely adult game coming to Steam here shortly. And we asked them uh, that one of the that question, and and I think you'll find the uh, that that video is coming up on our channel here in a couple of days. So if I can shamelessly plug that, um, you'll you'll uh, you'll hear their very interesting re- reply to it. Um, but in short short answer, without like cutting giving away like exactly the reasons that they gave, it's basically like no, they thought about it, but like no, they they're they're not going to make a streamer mode. Um, safe filter for it because that's something that you have in um, like you said in the uh, in the one game that you mentioned which I completely forgot uh, uh, but you also have that saboteur and but you also have that option available for uh, Conan the the uh, other game that with uh, oh, yeah. with tons of skin and a dong slider so I mean you know <laughs> it's it's I mean you know it comes in it comes into the question of the censorship thing but mostly as far as this game goes be really careful because if you're like there's there's a very good chance that you'll get banned um so i would let i would kind of like play it by ear and or get like something written from from somebody like right away like i would approach um twitch to ask them for clarification on this game like fairly early on it's like what are you guys' rules and exactly what do we have to do to not get banned and mm-hmm. just remember that that i mean twitter's or twitch is kind of weird uh there was a there was a little bit of an expose i was reading the other day that was showcasing like okay here's all the people that have shown some kind of nudity on their stream and are still streaming today and then here's a list of people who've done that or less and have gotten banned because of it so it, it really seems to come down to who who happens to at the moment 
um, have is reviewing the file. It's like it, it comes down to a personal choice by somebody, and it's they, like they do that. Man. It's not always yeah, yeah. It's not always um, enforced at the same ferocity that it is in other times. So that that's going to be the biggest thing, and obviously that's a big concern for all of us because you know we we're going to be doing videos and stuff like that on it, and exactly how much like self-censoring do we need to do uh at the same time is like is is the algorithm going to kill us because we're because we're showcasing this stuff that's that's the other question that's a little concerning that's so. that's one thing that i really don't understand and this question will because mm -hmm. on the one hand i've seen a lot of discussions about censorship of nudity and on the other i see like a huge amount of uh, of people that feels offended by nudity and it's like, well, if people feel offended by nudity, because I know that in America and in Europe have a different vision about that. But if if people in, in North America feel offended by nudity, it's normal. They censor nudity to, quote unquote, protect Americans. But I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it's a cultural thing. First, we, we should need to get rid of this taboo before uncensoring things. Uh, especially because... Mm -hmm. it's kind of digital i mean they will push they will push nudity to a certain won't be graphic oh, i think we're or anything like that yeah i think you're breaking up on my end yeah you, uh, yes. oh, awesome. you're, you're breaking up a bit yeah um sorry about that just the, the the one thing that i i have the only thing that i'm offended by when it comes to nudity is my own uh other than that <laughs> i'm okay with i'm okay with pretty much everything else so that's, no, the, that's the only time I don't want to see. Well, I think nudity has, has like such an important part of the narrative. I think playing playing the game on a sense quote unquote censored mode would kind of be wrong, but I can understand why people would do that for Twitch and YouTube. They don't want to get banned and stuff like that. But if you're playing this at home, that you know, don't don't get the censored version. Play it the way it's meant to be played. That's my opinion, well, at least. Well, I think as far as the censored version, we, we covered this last night in the podcast last night about this, the new Sony rules coming out um, because a couple of days ago they made a, a, a pretty bold claim that all adult content uh, was being marginalized and removed from uh, their their games as much as possible from all content on the Sony yes. PlayStation. But now, there's, this there's was, a generalized battle in 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 all platforms again against adult things and with adult I don't I don't mean porn, I just mean for mm -hmm. instance on YouTube YouTube has a battle against swears, like for fuck's sake, what's the problem with swears? I mean I mean if one thing that I don't like about YouTube is that you cannot label your content like okay I, if if I say it's plus eighteen, there are things that are really plus eighteen like you know extreme mm -hmm. violence or or porn, I understand, but you. We don't have tools to for well, suggested age, you know, yeah, because we're talking to. about Cyberpunk, which is an adult game that's going to have nudity, that's going to well. Mm -hmm. And I really, I, when I was watching it on Twitch, I, uh, do you remember when it was released the first time? There were people complaining about me swearing, like, hello? What's, what's the fucking problem? Oh, yeah. But yeah, YouTube yeah. also has a problem with... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to say YouTube also has a problem with nudity. As you said, like, it's going to affect the algorithm a lot, especially because of video. McQueen just mm -hmm. dropped an F bump. I am <laughs> extremely offended. F for Friday, you mean? Now it's. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what were you saying? Well, there? Uh, Neon was. Um, I forgot. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yes, but I, I believe. I mean, because this is not something that YouTube invented. This is a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. in one hand, I, I give my I give my example because I, I'm a person that swears a lot, which is uh, typically European and even more typically Spanish. We for every five words we say ten are swears. This is the normal thing. Even culturally in my country, even in professional meetings, to swear is something normal. As long as you, the swears are not insults, insults to another person. Saying fuck in the middle of a, a professional meeting, when anybody has a problem with that. But I, I can see that this is a cultural thing because I had complaints from, from viewers saying, well, you, you got a little your swears. Like, this is another game. So what is the cultural problem with swears? Because YouTube, in the end, is only a reflection of this cultural issue. You know what's funny about that? It's like violence is promoted so much, and then like the well, are like just completely dead in the water. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. can, you can show someone getting their head like cut off and stuff like that, and probably not get demonetized. But you can say that word and get demonetized. It just doesn't really make too much sense to me. But that again, yeah. that's the cultural thing, right? Well, I, I have mean... a video, an old video, called "Decoration with Corpses." When I was doing Fallout 4 and doing construction, I saw that was called decoration with corpses. I killed some raiders, I blow the, their heads off, and I did a decoration of a settlement with the dead bodies. It didn't get demonetized. But on, on another video talking about cyberpunk, I said blowjobs, and it got demonetized. See, there you go. Proof in the pudding right there. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I apologize on behalf of all of <laughs> Now, clearly she's referring to, um, you know, a leaf blowers there because, you know, we're a family friendly show here. So, um, <laughs> so if, if the YouTube algorithm is wondering what, what she meant, leaf blowers. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good quality ones. Very loud. You know, they're, they're quite, uh, quite noisy on the street. But, um, anyways, the, the thing that, that, and you're right, uh, Neon, because right now, um, Sometime this week it was, I, I had glanced at the trending feed, something that I don't typically try to do, and um, one of the uh, one of the kill combos from Mortal Kombat was up there. Like, not yes. as the top one, but like, like it was like pretty high up there, and it was it's gotten like half a million views or something. Like, I'm like, like, you know, the Mortal the latest Mortal Kombat game where yeah, they're, they're showing off a, like a yeah, new yeah. character or something like that, and they like people were getting like sawed in half and like extremely gruesome. And I was like, Oh, well that that's good to know that Sony is encouraging that because you know, <laughs> there's nothing better than, than showing that to a bunch of children. But Oh my, I accidentally put in like a corner of a, of a, an areola and, and you're going to get yourself immediately demonetized and then blacklisted. It's like good heavens. Yeah. Do you think I, I, they... I, I guess that at this rate, I'm black. Because I'm always swearing, I'm always showing whatever I want. <laughs> I'm sure I am the blacklist. How how do you how can you be how how can you come out of the blacklist? Stop mm -hmm. swearing. Yeah, maybe I should start with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be difficult. So shall we go to the news on the Spanish interview? Yes, yeah. yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna give us the the lowdown on that, um, because it was originally in Spanish. We, there's translations for it, but I think most of those translations are are 
uh, pretty rough shot and have, uh, so obviously it comes better from somebody who speaks the language. So sure, give us uh, give us what it, what you got. Well, the people at Aria Jóvenes flew to Colombia, to Warsaw, sorry, Warsaw is in Spanish, to uh, interview the um, quest director, Deus Tomás Kevitz, and uh, the CM for Spain, Jauma, and I'm not going to say his surname because, I mean, I, I can say the surnames of people, of, of Polish people, and if uh, I say a Spanish surname incorrectly, uh, he's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Delma, who you may know if uh, you around official Cyberpunk 2077 Discord. So they discuss about Cyberpunk 2077. They talk uh, some things that we already know. They have some small chat, uh, so some small chat, like how do you work around the studio and things like that. How is the life in the studio? Then one of my favorite answers, they were asked about uh, the Lady Gaga rumor. And they answered, we had her hidden in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> if she hears this, we would love to meet her. Um, I can, I can, so I've been following this pretty closely uh, with this whole Lady Gaga thing. Um, I, I'm not going to give a for sure, for sure. And there's lots of like back and forth and, and people trying to mislead some info. I'm told that's a mislead. So take that as you will, but yeah, it's uh, that that con that particular comment, not the Lady Gaga thing in general, but that particular comment. So it's it's very funny. I, I laughed at it this morning when I was talking with some people. So, but yeah, it's uh, that's that's also kind of a crazy joke to make. It's like, oh yeah, we had it in our basement. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can imagine. To be honest, uh, they are... sorry. Uh but the lady. Oh, uh, Lady Gaga, yes. Dual. Oh, you're cutting out. Um... Oh, again. Yes, you... Sorry about that. Yes. Yeah. Turn up, uh, may, or turn down your um, uh, the gain there on the Discord. Uh, for, yeah. your, for your mic pickup, so that, that way it's but, yeah, it's pick yeah, let it pick up pretty much everything when you're talking. Give me. A... Sorry about but, this again. How about no now? No problem. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Uh, how about now? Yeah, that's good. Oh, thank. You. <laughs> so I couldn't hear anything. Okay. Perfect. You were going to say something about it. Oh yeah, like the Lady Gaga situation, like from when it first started. This has been going for too long. When you think about it. As we said before, any excuse to talk about cyberpunk is a, a, a good excuse as long as people understand that this is a rumor and this doesn't yeah. mean that it's true. Yeah, they are true. also asked how different is the game now uh, with regards of what we saw at E3. And they answer that, as you know, the game is still in development and obviously want it to re we want to release it when it's perfect. We are polishing everything. But by the way, polishing everything, are they on, on that stage? And constantly thinking how to make this game more interesting, how to make the gameplay more cool. And the gameplay that we saw past year was basically a very small fragment of the game. You couldn't see a clear, clear image of how the game is inside this open world and how this part of the gameplay is inside the whole game. Yeah. I found it interesting. Say, that he said it there he said 
uh, I would say that the game is pretty different to what we show, what, uh, to what we showed last year. That's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. If he goes, up, he goes up. Sorry. No, go ahead. He goes on saying uh, there are many things that uh, we didn't show yet. There are things we are still working on. So I would say that the game is very different from what was shown in the gameplay. But as I said mm-hmm. before, we are det- there are a lot of details we are working on currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I want to just quickly tie this into um, what we're expecting at E3, and also kind of kind of again because of some people asking in the comments that that have just showed up with with, with regards to the release date. Um, when they came out and said that this E3 was going to be their biggest E3 and their most important E3 uh, of, you know, of all, and then possibly for the next, like, several years. Um, what I'd like to share, and I'm going to drop a, a little a little blip that I received from a birdie. Um, the most important thing to, to recognize with this is that this really leans into the fact that we're getting the game most likely, very strongly, between um, after this coming E3 and the next E3 in 2020. The game is going to drop somewhere between there because if they knew for sure that the game was going to drop in the fall of 2020, then this wouldn't be the most important E3. Yeah, the next one. Why would yep. this be yep. why would this be the most important E3 if they're if they're just like yeah, yeah, showing yeah. Uh, you know showing like a, a couple more trailers maybe and some more game footage and then be like and we'll see you next year <laughs> and then and then that's okay. it plus they have the 2021 and, rpg right which is oh yeah yes smaller from what they've said yeah. so that can't possibly be as big either so yes and point. now about that uh because we talked about this with mad queen we talked about this with you a little while ago um, on on a podcast, the question of whether or not they were going to show off their their new game, I do not have an answer for this. But when speaking with my little birdie, um, the bird mentioned that for sure there's going to be more than one uh, presentation, meaning that they're going to talk about more than one thing. Now they have a lot of stuff going on, including GOG, Gwent. Um, and uh, a handful of, of other little minor things that they could chat about, whether it's like some kind of like tie-in cell phone game or, or, or something. But th- that could also hey, include. I, I, I'm hyped for the for the phone game. I know the mm-hmm. Spooko is working on something, so I'm really I'm really expecting because I know that the that the uh, uh, we'll have to wait for the game. But imagine yes. that we have a small uh, small phone game at E3, and and you know we can we oh, can. Yeah. Play it a little to, to for the fix for the set for the daily cyberpunk fix. We can play with the game. Like Fallout did it with Fallout Shelter. Yes, I really, I'm expecting something like that because they always mm. say that they, they loved how how managed the release of Fallout 4, and uh, one of the one of the uh, biggest success of Fallout 4 is that Fallout Shelter just brought the universe to people that didn't know Fallout and then later bought the the AAA game because mm-hmm. uh, it was a free to play game. And this is something that, that I'm expecting that they do, that which yeah. is uh, releasing a, a phone a phone game. And we know they they uh, past year they bought they acquired uh, Spoko, and they are they are working on a mobile game with an with an IP of that's uh, we're assuming is Cyberpunk. Oh. Because there's already a mobile game for The Witcher. Yeah. yeah. If, that, if that makes the universe more accessible, then that would actually be pretty huge. What do you think? Now imagine what? imagine that you have a mobile game. 
Lord, because there's something that they need to explain yeah, for people to enjoy so the much. game even more. Yes, it's so huge. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. imagine if, if if this was delivered in the shape of a, of a mini game for a phone, that would be amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. like hacking and stuff. No, for yeah. instance, a, 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 a game that that explained you the story of the mega corporations, that explained you the story of the universe, you know, that explained, that explained mm-hmm. all all these details to understand the background of the game. So when people that doesn't have uh, con- didn't have contact with the pen and paper game mm-hmm. starts playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, they have some information. I could I imagine they could do that with their marketing, their you know developer diaries and stuff like that too. But I think the game would would be more immersive, and it would be kind of just cool, right? Two D Cyberpunk. Well, and and as you were mentioning, um, that I, I agree with the, the fact that we can see some like some hacking mini games or something like that come mm-hmm. in this form. That is definitely a possibility. Um, we had amongst the the first big pieces of info that we dropped um, when we first started talking about Cyberpunk. Well over goodness sakes, like almost two years ago now. Um, that the fact that they were working on a mini game was prevalent way back then and since then they, they acquired sorry, more than I one so studio sorry, but i remember the situation i remember the situation <laughs> and uh, i don't know if the rest of you remembers <laughs> but the information we had from an inside source is that they were working on a dance game and i was like dance uh don't you mean brain dance no no dance. <laughs> are you sure dance is a way of, to, of going brain dance no no it's <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'm going to report it like it's dance. And I made a video, and while I was there, I was thinking, I'm sure it's brain dance. We'll see. <laughs> yes, yes. I was, I, I was convinced for uh, not convinced, but I, I had speculated that a cool thing that you could add to the game would be like a dance, like mini game within the game, because there's, there's so many strip clubs and stuff like that. You know, like DDR four. You just whip well, up like. I mean, to me, it makes sense. It's like something cute. It's not, it, that is not, that is not an official leak, guys. That's just, that's just me saying that that would be cool to have, right? Because, you know, it, w- one of the things that we think about when, when we think about big, you know, action RPG games with guns and sci-fi is obviously the Mass Effect series. And one of the running jokes is that Commander Shepard did not know how to dance at all. He uh, he, she, whichever one you played, was a terrible, terrible dancer. And I had said, you know what would be cool is if V could really put on the moves, and you had like a whole like dance mini game that you could do, and and you could like make videos about like mastering it. You know, then 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 V could show up, uh, uh, Commander Shepard, and be like, yeah, that's not how you dance. This is how you dance. <laughs> Well, style of receptors. It can be very funny. Yeah. Side quest. <clears throat> Dancing side quest. No. Yeah, but the mini game sounds very interesting. Like, yes. it's one of the best ways you can actually uh, just get people's interest into. And because a lot of like gaming right now is moving to, well, not a lot, but it's becoming more frequent and popular, that mobile gaming. More and more, you know publishers and like for example Bethesda released uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades so more and more mm. people are getting into it so it's a nice way to introduce not just like with the people who already know about Cyberpunk but also to everyone else who just browse the Google Play Store or whatever mm-hmm. yeah now, and I want to I want to add sorry go 
so I, I, I want to add that, that good developers know that you have to do those things in tandem with good AAA big games. The, the, the more you try to shoehorn in your company to just making the, you know, the, the easy money uh, mobile games, the, the less your games are taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And the more you're at the whim of the consumer's wild, crazy, and if not, you know, hard to track mobile habits. Uh, and and uh, uh, Konami is taking this lesson very painfully because they went and they started to make nothing but pachinka games and mobile games, and it didn't take them long before suddenly all of the goodwill that they had built up with all of the big AAA games for for decades suddenly vanished, and now they're like, uh so yeah, we're we're down to making like their 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 finances are not good right now, and they're like, yeah, we might get back into making AAA games because. Nobody wants to play Metal Gear Solid Pachinka game when the last Metal <laughs> Gear game was a piece of steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> so now, now that you mentioned that about the video games, this plays uh, another part of the interview when they're talking about uh, the uh, the combat mechanics, and the developer says that uh, that well, okay, first that this is an RPG and combat is just an, an add-on and shooting is just an add-on. And they have a lot of mechanics that are based on that, on that concept that we didn't show. And it wasn't clear mm-hmm. to me if uh, they are talking about that they didn't show. There are combat mechanics they didn't show or general mechanics that they didn't show because uh, there are a lot of mechanics that they didn't show. And this also made me think in one thing that is quite obvious but I, but I didn't think about yet is that it's uh, combat net running. How are they going to solve combat in the net? Because the net evolved a lot. Combat in the net, it was a fucking pain in the ass when you were playing a pen and paper game. But it's a great mini game. It's a, it, it could be done in a great mini game if you make it. Make because the problem in, in an RPG is that it was painfully slow. So this one of the mini games could be, could be combat in, in the net. That would, would that be, be very mini, interesting. Would that be a mini game though, or would that be part of the core gameplay mechanics? Well, um, that, the, think... the combat in the in the net is basically done with programs. So you to you throw a program against the target, and then the target can counterattack. It's a little bit like a card game in in the in the end, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I'm also afraid of. But you know, every every program does different things, and, and you have, they have a, a power of attack, they have a power of stealth, they have different things. Yeah. So it's more like uh, throwing things off, uh, to another person. It's not like shooting that you need to point at the different uh, at the exact place to shoot them in the head. But Cyber. it is as sorry. Cyberworld. Cyberworld. <laughs> Cyberworld. Yes, but I mean, as a core mechanic, I I don't see how I don't see how they can make it something as big and and combat-ish as shooting or melee mechanics. Which mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. Maybe there is a way to do it, but I just didn't think of it. But as a mini game, it has a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. as a as a cool way of looking at it, and oh, thank you, uh, Andre Velasquez. Okay, thank MVP. you, M- MVP for the we second week in a row. Thank you so much. Um, one of the the core things that that you can have in a game like this, and and it's been done in multiple different ways. I mean, I remember way back to uh, one of the Zelda games where you could like, you know, you pass the time back and forth. Um, not not the um, not the 3D one, like the actual like old school 
uh, I think it was Zelda 3, where it's like the seasons and things could change. When you do something like that, it changes the map drastically. That kind of a mechanic has been in games for a while, and it allows you to basically like double your mapping assets just by offering like a slight color change or something, or a, a slight alteration to the visuals. They could do that. Uh, it would be, it would certainly be kind of cool, but I, I don't know if they have had the the time or the resources to invest into basically duplicating the entire city and turning it into like a digital version of it. So I, I'm not, I'm not positive on that. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it's definitely like, I can't wait to see how they handle that. And I know that it's gone under a couple of like big iterations, but we'll see probably at, at, uh, it's, that's something that we might even see at the C3. Yeah. So Andre actually had a good question earlier. He said, uh, do you mm-hmm. think we'll be able to control the day and night cycle? So like in The Witcher, you can meditate or whatever and it fast forward time. And then there was quests attached to meeting somebody at midnight or whatever. Well, I guess oh, yeah. we will be able to go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah. Like GTA, yeah. Like GTA, for <clears throat> example, before, I think in San Andreas and Vice City, you actually had to wait for the time. But I think uh, in Red Dead Redemption 2, once you approach the mission, they will say, like, ah, let's wait here, do something, and then auto- the game automatically changes the night and the mission starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in Fallout, that you have to sit and wait, like, forever. <laughs> Waiting for NPCs. <laughs> well, if, if you can sleep to to go to get to the night if you're in the day i don't know can you sleep in the middle of the street (laughs) yeah i always i always found that kind of like interesting and like you know um imagine being uh imagine being in being an npc in the world of like fallout or in the world (laughs) of like skyrim and you see this hero walk in they stand there they suddenly like freeze in time and and uh, you know a whole week passes and then they start to move again and you're like good lord the other thing is like imagine yourself in the world of fallout where you're like you know you're at a settlement and you're being attacked by like mutants or whatever and then suddenly like everything freezes like time just freezes and you see the the you're watching out of the corner of your eye as the lone wa- wanderer comes like you know running past and you're like okay are they going to stop here or are they going to keep on going and then like they zip right past and then, like, you return to fighting. And then a few moments later, I was like, oh, oh, paused again. Oh, look, they traveled to the wrong location. They're coming back here now from this other direction. And then zip back, and then you're back into the fight. It's like, that, that's always really interesting. Um, there was this, this glitch, this very funny glitch. In, because uh, as I... As I, uh, I, I most part of my gameplay, I spent it building, <laughs> so I had to. In the end, I got tired and I ended up doing it with mods, but I had to buy a lot of supplies to be able to build. So I, I always was uh, buying, then setting for forty-eight hours for, for you know, for the um, to be able to to have resupplies of what I needed. And uh, you waited for forty-eight hours sitting, and then you, when you woke up again, you saw. These glitches were characters that weren't supposed to be there. Were like uh, moving. How would we? How how, how could I explain that? Um, like sliding away, you know, from the screen. Mm-hmm. Not walking. Where they were slide, <laughs> sliding away of the screen, and you saw them like they they were skating away. It was very funny. Uh, I think I saw that once. <laughs> they even go to the so, ground. I think yeah. 
So I have a, um, there's a developer who shared with me some tech that they were, had been working on and they have since abandoned it. So I, I'm going to talk about it here, uh, which I would love for them to, uh, because we, we got this question, um, a couple days ago, what, how would they work this, the slowdown mechanics that they have in, um, cyberpunk in the single player game? How would they incorporate that to multiplayer in both like co-op multiplayer or PVP multiplayer, or would that just like, like it is in every other game where there's like, you have a, you have a slowdown effect, like an adrenaline effect slows down time for everybody, but you, and then you're able to like line up shots and do some real cool stuff. But then, you know, time goes forward again. How would they affect that and use that in a multiplayer component? And I've actually, like I said, I've seen a demo of how this would work, how they were working with it, but then they abandoned it, not because they, they didn't like the concept, but because they were forced to switch engines from the current, from the engine that they had been working on to a new engine that their publisher demanded that they work with. So the concept was, is that there would be a bubble around you in a, in a, you know, 30 yard range, basically, where when you turned on the time slowdown effect, Everybody within that field would would experience that time slowdown, but if they were not the ones who were casting the ability or utilizing the ability, then their um, their mouse control would be slower than yours. But then they could follow it up immediately with activating their time slowdown again. And it was an idea that they've been punting around for a while. So, um, so I don't know if you guys want to chat about that because it's like how this factors into multiplayer is something that I've been kind of really interested in, in seeing. And yeah, I feel like so. even, even the best implementation of something like that would probably not be, probably yeah, it would be broken. Out, you know, it just seems like, like well, they just not have that, but I'm yeah, sure obviously like, yeah. especially when it's like a Twitch shooter, right? Because then it's the first person who ever like activates that ability that that's the automatic winner. Actually, whereas, yeah. whereas if it was like more of a, you know, more of a, you know if you, if you had you know if it was something that you tried to save for like a finisher or an opener like and an it didn't necessarily like yeah like an ultimate ability mm -hmm. then that would make a lot more sense and i and i feel that if it was utilized in the form of like an ultimate ability like you have in like league of legends or or um overwatch type games then i think that it could honestly work but what about the uh... How big would that bubble be? Because, for example, if mm -hmm. you're playing, uh, let's say, a multiplayer version of of that, of that, <clears throat> if they implement that into multiplayer, if there is someone standing with a gun outside of that bubble, Range, then yeah, you, yeah, he, you would have two people going like two, like in slow motion in front of you, like <laughs> bam, bam. Well, yeah, yes. He, what what if there's a sniper outside? The yeah. Bubble? Yeah, so the, well, I mean, obviously, like they hadn't they hadn't flushed it out completely, but that's just some of the the things that they had been working with. So, mm -hmm. to me, it was like, hmm, interesting. I'm I'm yeah. curious to see where it could have gone. So, to me, when um, you have those kind of things, it seems like the meta the meta game would just revolve all around that. Mm -hmm. That would be like the you know, be all and end all. Yeah, the usual but, ability. An ultimate might yeah. might be might work well, assuming it's it's even PvP, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Please, to play, we know absolutely we know absolutely nothing about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, who played Fallout? Not Fallout Shelter, the new Fallout seventy six. Like I played just a tiny bit, but who played PvP in Fallout seventy six? 
I played I played a lot of uh I have a question about vets. Vets is in the game, but it's in you know it just slows down time a bit, the time a bit. Am I right? Yeah, but I did I didn't play people. Ah, I wonder how they handle that. Is it disabled? No, no, it's just it's just a much much faster version of it, and doesn't actually slow down time. So you just like you just hit the Vats button, and it like, and then you have like a few seconds to like pick your target as quickly as you can, but there's no slowdown effect there. Um but it certainly it's, it's more, would it's more help. In, in, in the rest of the game, it's more focused and give you uh, something, uh, a tool to make it easier for you to, to, to aim, but that's it. It's not like it was before, mm. but slow mm. down everything a lot. Mm. One of the, well, uh, Andre, as far as like it, it appearing thin, it's like you gotta, you gotta think about like the size of the encounter. So if you're in a world the size of like PUBG, um, then you know sniping becomes an issue but then the bubble thing makes mm-hmm. sense because you don't want to be slowing down time for everybody on the server like imagine slowing down time for a hundred people just because one dude one dude pops an ability the game would take forever it's like it's like like good heavens but if if that if you're utilizing the ability if it only slows down time for like two to three seconds and you get a, like a two to three second blip then even if you're chasing somebody who's engaged in combat who's who's engaged with like three or four other people and they're all spamming that ability you're only gaining like 10 seconds on on if you're trying to get to the conflict right versus versus not so i think that that's how it was that was how it was kind of pitched um to me how it would work so imagine how busted that would be if there was slow-mo and then you use a smart rifle Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, like auto tracking, and then you slow down time. But what if it, it was co-op? Then you know you, when you fight, uh, and no, like absolutely. enemies, like yeah, if you mm-hmm. did PVE in co-op, then it makes sense because you yes. can use that. Absolutely. Then you could chain it. The, mm. You could you could chain it really really well, and and you'd be like you'd let everybody know that you're about to activate it, turn it on. So that's something really cool. Uh, uh, Mohit did point out that Max Payne Three did implement that into uh, implement their bullet time into multiplayer, but I, th- I think that was like really small. Like I think that was like eight. Wasn't that maxed at eight people? I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to oh, yeah. check that one. Um, but yeah, like I mean they, they had it in the multiplayer, but it was like it was like super super small teams. Like obviously you weren't slowing mm-hmm. down time for like you know 150 people or 100 people on a server or even 64 people on a server. But it, it's something that I'm I'm really curious about, and and I, I'm kind of hoping that we see in Cyberpunk we see a bunch of like them pushing the boundaries of what we would what we expect to see in a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's so much more that we can see that so much more that we can experience. True, true. Mm. Wonder about this bubble. Thank you. Yeah, that's. Uh, shall we go back to the interview? Yeah, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Please yeah. continue. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting it. Oh, that wasn't an interruption at all. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> he's asked if, if he would describe the gameplay of some uh, something realistic or some more arcade la- uh, style. And the examples of arcade style are Borderlands and Balladstorm. And uh, the answer is that uh, would be something in between because the, it's an RPG. We have statics, uh, damage, and all this. And enemies also have stats, so it's not uh, super realistic. Like uh, a shot, a, a bullet in your head means you're dead, but it doesn't reach the level of Borderlands. Ah. Uh, mm. Yeah, it makes sense because you don't want to make like 
I don't know, like a super realistic, like Counter-Strike kind of a thing, you know, just hit him in the head and he's dead. Especially because here they implement damage elements. But I also don't want enemies to become too spongy, you know, like you see a guy shoot him like 15 or 20 times and he doesn't die. For me, that's that kind of breaks the immersion a bit, especially if you want to, you know, be cool and use the sniper and stuff. Yeah, like the division was like really bad about that. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. first one. Just well, I mean, I mean, grind. Oh, I mean, for me personally, it, it depends. Like, I hate uh, so the bullet sponginess that you have in like um, in anthems, like harder difficulties. It's like you're, you're shooting like forty clips into enemies to bring them down, <laughs> and the the mechanic doesn't change at all from the time from like the earlier point to the latter point whereas in the division two um there is a bit of a mechanic ch- change because you you sh- your goal is to like strip armor from like one segment to get at their actual like health mm-hmm. and if you target fire and you r- remove like some armor on one of their arms then you can get shots on their arm and you can kill them without having to drop any of the other armor around their person um so mechanics like that are cool and I think should obviously be definitely utilized above like just, you know, this enemy has 900% more armor and health. It's like, that's just, that's just, this just bad gameplay design. Like for, it's for like bosses that would maybe make sense, but the just yeah, general yeah, and we, yeah. And we've seen that the boss fight mechanic here, but in the, in the same context, um, I don't necessarily agree with the uh with the idea of it being like a um a twitch shooter i hate twitch shooters like i hate shooters where it's like first person pull the trigger wins (laughs) Mm -hmm. because ultimately what you have in in the pve world in the in the in the story mode and especially this would affect cyberpunk it's like yeah you can take like 50 shots headshots from an enemy before you drop however one headshot on any of them and you're okay and for the most part people are fine with it and i'm always like uh wait what like you you don't want to waste more than one bullet on a headshot or you'll say it's bullet spongy but at the same time you'll take like 20 or 30 in the same encounter and you'll be like ah no it's totally fine it's totally i i ate that chicken sandwich clearly i'm okay so 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 stuff like that is like yeah it's, it's like it's like i i think personally i think that that in cyber in the cyberpunk world it's okay to have a little bit more bullet sponginess not as much as as obviously as anthems 900 percent. obviously that's moronic and stupid but somewhere between like the general encounter somewhere a little bit between the division one and the division two mm-hmm. uh division one was really bad at times and for particular missions and whatnot mm-hmm. it was it was definitely way way too much um but as far as like the the one shot kill thing i i like uh, and and what we see in what we see in the game is like there's some weapons against some like really weak enemies so far in the in the trailer that we saw last yeah. year um we saw that, that there was a lot of them that you could like shotgun and take take yeah. one enemy out you know real quick and i think that's okay because then that lets you kind of like move smoothly but i'd be really disappointed if that's the majority of enemies that you fight because then yeah. it's like why bother why, why bother getting an upgraded weapon if you can just like one shot somebody? Yeah, exactly. Especially if you think about levels or layers of armor. Like in Cyberpunk, you have subdermal armor mm-hmm. that you can have, mm-hmm. and then also like the armor you can put on yourself. Like for example, if you're fighting corporate bodyguards, 
in their mm-hmm. if they're fully equipped in their military grade uh plates and then below that they have subdermal armor maybe they're, they're gonna handle it like that like you will have like let's say normal criminals or just normal gangs booster gangs that don't have much don't even have subdermal armor so you will kind of kill them easily rather than the you know the big guys who have access to technology i hope there's also like visual indicators for that like their skin like ripping off and like oh yeah like in the trailer because if you feel Mm. like you can just kill someone and they just look like flesh and bones (laughs) kind of like in your head you're thinking that was kind of lame right but Mm. if they show the the, 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 the trailer really oh yeah this trauma team appears because it's trauma team <laughs> yeah but that guy in like the second trailer had this like skin where you can clearly see his subdermal armor that was cool mm-hmm. yeah 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 and, and that's cool i like i'm personally like one of the bigger th- you know we go all the way back to the teaser with this one but it's like if if i'm you know in that cyberpunk world i'm going the whole like shebang that the the crazy lady the blades blade girl did <laughs> It's like I want the full like you know uh, like complete replacement skin where it's like yeah the bullet just like you know it, it leaves a tiny little like paint scar and that's about it. It's like yeah that's, technically that's cool. technically when when I when I did the the uh, law explanation of the teaser I didn't mention that because I felt bad but technically technically inside game that wouldn't be the result because they, they with the kind of kind of guns that the police were shooting they should have done a little more. Than that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, there's there's a point at which, um, like, right now, right now we're we live in an age right now where like current weapon, current weaponry, you could basically take out pretty much any object. If you want to destroy an object, you could destroy an object. Yeah. Um, but we're getting to the point where we're starting to like, there's some really cool like advances being made with with certain uh, polymers and and certain like uh, materials where it's like. Yeah, so this tiny little piece of plastic that weighs basically nothing um, yeah. is equivalent to a steel block that's that's two hundred percent the the weight and size. It's like, but in here, I was I was talking I was talking typically that's inside the game. I mean, there are numbers mm-hmm. for that yeah. inside Cyberpunk twenty twenty, and the type of uh, the, the the type of subdermal armor that this woman was wearing shouldn't stop the shotguns of the police that the police usually use. Well, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She, she wasn't wearing subdermal armor. She was wearing like her dermal. Uh, all of her skin had been completely replaced. That subdermal like, armor. That's Dynalar's yeah. subdermal, subdermal mm-hmm. armor. She she got also it's called armor. But the type she was wearing, because depending on the looks of it, you could tell what kind of type. And the protection that the, the protection that this armor had couldn't do couldn't shouldn't be able to deal with the usual police weaponry. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think we also have to uh, remember that came out in 2012. They might have not had a good vision. Of yeah, no, it, no, it was it was clearly like I, I believe that it was it was more cinematic. Thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, really in game thing. In game thing, we can compare cinematic. It looked it mm-hmm. looks so badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going we're going to slip for this time. We're going to what's the word for that? Proof. We're going to prove this time. Allow. That was what they were looking for. We're going to allow this time. <laughs> Getting back to the interview. Uh, mm-hmm. the, um, I'm so sorry because I'm a little thick today. And when I'm thick, I don't have the tongue for talking. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens. That's uh, okay. The quest director said that uh, he mentioned two of his personal inspirations when it comes to 
the sign in Cyberpunk, and he had two. One is the Vampire Bloodlines, which makes a lot of sense because it's a first-person RPG that is also based on a pen and paper game. Uh, the Elder Scrolls and those X, mostly the first those X. Thoughts on that about about that we could only see that those X was an inspiration. We saw we saw the gameplay. <laughs> But no, Bloodlines, like the first one, was so ahead of its time. Like when you play that game, it's really, really ahead of its time with the elements and the gameplay, you know, stuff that it uses. That's cool. Also, also, well, uh, at, at that time, wasn't that quote unquote trendy to have mm. nonlinear gameplay? And they really, they really tried to, the best to translate a pen and paper game to a video game, which is something that. RPGs in video games try to imitate RPGs in pen and paper. And obviously, for technical reasons, they cannot do 100% of what you can do with pen and paper. But we're reaching a point where, where games are huge, but more in branches than in a line. And that's amazing. Mm, true. True, I agree. Even yeah. though in one hand, the, the game is shorter, in the other, you can replay it way more times and then uh, take different decisions and then different things will happen. That is something that you had in Bloodlines. It was, uh, it was also based based on choice. Hmm. Well, that speaking of that game, like I'm really excited to see where that that game goes. I'm hoping that oh, yeah. it's uh, I'm hoping that it's just as good. Um, yeah, and yeah. You mean you mean there is Bloodlines too? Yeah, uh, the Bloodlines two just got announced a little bit ago. Does that it's, does yeah. that have a release date yet? Yeah, it is March March 2020. So oh. we'll be playing it. We'll be playing it this time next year. I think. I hope. Oh. Unless the, unless something terrible happens. But um, well, yeah, overall, well, it's, it's did, looking did see, looking it's, really it's good. It's first person, and it in, uh, all happens at night. So I think I'm going to play it. <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't want to die. The first person like parkour element from the from the trailer that they showed looks actually pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That looks wow. sick. Yes, it, it, yeah. it made it made look good, but uh, head bobs just killed me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. It it'll be. I'm not looking forward to having to like stuff gravel nonstop for these games. Like, gravel is a is a is a medicine you take to like combat motion sickness, yeah, yeah ah. nausea. But I mean, it's yeah, and it's tough. It's like. It's tough seeing all these really good games embracing like the the the, the FPS thingy, but oh, ultimately have, it's like, well, oh yeah, real bad, fitness? real bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's tough. it's like I, I have to take um I have to take meds to like keep it calm, because like I'm I'm incredibly like inner ear focused too. So it's like balance and stuff like that is is miserable. Now FPS games in VR is great, and that's where I'm kind of hoping that we're gonna see more of the vr technology meet up with this but then you have the problem with like the movement and the mm. you know you, you can't have, do a, problem, you can't do a parkour we have the problem that the hardware is not there That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but i mean really you, you, yeah and you just can't do a parkour system with a vr headset um, I mean, you can if you want to make hilarious like videos of like watch this person run into a wall yeah. at full speed. That's hilarious. Running into walls, just walking around normally. I can't imagine parkour. Somebody's gonna get seriously yeah. injured. 
um, and that's where that's where AR comes in. Like there's some there's some really cool AR technology that, and it's a shame because it's all been like a lot of it's been put on hold. Uh, I saw some stuff with the um, with the Hololens, uh, and uh, there was some stuff with the Hololens that was that had, uh, and they're working with like medical and um, and these other big tech industries right now. They're going to be incorporating like the Hololens technology with a, with a whole bunch of medicine uh, and with a whole bunch of other stuff, especially with surgeries. Yes, because they're going to be able to, and this is so cool. They have the mapping they're gonna, technology. Yeah, they they're yeah. going to have a mapping technology so that when somebody's performing surgery, uh, they're able to look at obviously what they're doing with their hands, but they're also going to be given a full, um, perfectly instantaneous render of uh, of a a three dimensional <clears throat> object with their tools represented in real time. While they're so so, say you're digging for like a tumor, or you're digging for a, um, you know, a, a piece of shrapnel or something like that, you're given the perfect information in a three-dimensional, see-throughable type mm-hmm. thing, so you know exactly where to. Even though you can't see the shrapnel, even though yeah. you can't see the thing that you're digging for, you you can see exactly where the machine is seeing it. Yes. And then you're able to like dig in, grab that, and, and pull that out. You can even rotate it, look at it from a different angle, see what the yeah. best really? approach is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's oh, cool. Cyberpunk is here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we're we're slowly we're getting there, uh, <laughs> bit by bit. So. Oh, you know, having that in video games would be epic. Like to use that for video game technology, like mm-hmm. to to be able to like let's say you're in in your room and you know things start popping up and you like have like a, a gun to shoot them that would be cool or i don't know <clears throat> like replace blocks or i don't know operation <laughs> ar like AR player. Operation <laughs> sorry i said did you guys mm-hmm. ever play that operation game as a kid where you have to like put the little tweezers inside the yes. Oh, yeah. yes yeah yeah so <laughs> mm-hmm. operation ar coming soon <laughs> do you do you have you seen, have you seen uh, this film called i think it's called a player that is about a future where people play a uh, well people that is convicted for a crime are bought by a mega corporation that has some sort of uh, live action role playing that is uh that is actually actually a video game so you buy people and these people are connected to your actions as a player hmm. no i've never heard of that that sounds like minority report though kind of no. is that which movie is that? Is it like the, the older one or? A... It's called Iris. It's called Player, but I'm not sure. There is if one yes. from 1992. Is that all? Wait, uh, has it come out yet, or is it already out? Is it already out? Yes, out? it was out some years ago. Let me, because I'm. Uh, I think hmm. it was called the Player. I know about that one film where you get points for, like, in the future, you do crazy stuff while you're alive, and you get points for that. I remember that. I remember that. It's like the challenge. Yeah, the challenge kind of a thing. People challenge you, and they pay you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To do crazy stuff, and then... Oh, yeah. It was, I think... Oh, Gamer. It's not the player. It's Gamer. Ah... I'm going to put it in, in, in the comments. Have you guys heard about Neuralink? Ch- uh, Chupa's 
comment uh, makes me remember that from from Elon yeah. Musk. Mm, it's like yeah. a brain computer interface that's like a I I have seen brain. I have seen a lot of those um, working. You can actually get you can actually go online right now. Um, I haven't checked in the last like couple months, but you can actually buy Neuralink technology right now. There's not a lot that it does. What? Um, that's nuts. But yeah, there's uh, so there's cat ears. Japan, of course, made this. Uh, little scanner sits on your head, scans your brain waves, and you can make the cat ears do things. Um, hey, and and who's, who's typing? Who's typing? Sorry, sorry, stop, sorry. Stop I typing. forgot. I forgot. I forgot to, to mute myself to answer the comment. Um, but yes, the, the you can buy cat ears that that have a little scanner scans your brain, and based upon um, certain ways that you make your brain think or certain emotions uh -huh. that you have, will make the ears do anything from twitch to go down like like a cat, like you know, you know <laughs> putting putting their ears down to you know perking up or you know coming to attention. So real like it's real life furries. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's basically like real life furries. There's Jesus. another one that that was being worked on by the same company, uh, where you would attach it to your belt be, on your pants, and a little sensor would like sit right up right past your spine, and when you were happy, it would wag, and when you were um, <laughs> upset, it would like come come out like you know like a dog's tail when they're angry, um, or if you were sad, it would like kind of try and like hug your your backside. Um, it's, it's not hard. And when, once you get them and once you start to experiment with them, you can really like learn how to like make the thing learn you if, mm. if the programming's deep enough there. Right. And if there's enough options, you can like, you can, you can get in a habit of like, okay, if I think like this, mm -hmm. then it, I can make this thing start to wag back and forth. It's like that kind of technology is, I mean, it's just, and this, this has been years. This has been out for like five six years now four four years i believe that at long? least four years yeah the years oh, have been well, up there for was, at least there four was years. this uh, this guy that was that is the first cyborg in history that had uh that had this thing that interpret i think it was colors i'm not sure yes not sure. It, it, would, it would it would yeah colors into sound waves because he was colorblind um, so he oh, utilized he got this installed and it's a it's a flexible um it's kind of like a you know those those flexi wires that you have, and it's got a, a basically it's got a third eye, and he he puts it's installed in the back of his head, and he brings it up around, and points it out directly to him, and then that is relayed into sound in his ear, and what? he he's he's so used to exactly like how he sets it up and how he looks and how he he maneuvers it so that if he he knows exactly where he's looking, so if he's looking at like a street light. And it goes from red to green to, you know, or, or yellow. Or if he's looking at a crosswalk sign and it goes from orange to the walk sign. But he's not looking at the, the symbol. He's just looking at the color. He'll be able to tell by the change in the tonal shift that the color has changed. And then he walks in and he looks at a painting. And each painting is produces a different sound than uh, a different painting. Um, like if he looks at a Picasso, it has a different tone than any other Picasso, but the Picassos all have the kind of the same, because they're, they're painted with a lot of the same types of colors and in the same formats. It has the same kind of like tonal wave versus if he was looking at Rembrandt's. 
It's a completely different uh, sound signature. So this is, I mean, it's super fascinating uh, the, the, what he's able to like pick up. And, and he's recorded, because he can record these and he can actually play them, you can actually listen to what a, a Rembrandt sounds like to him versus a, a, a Picasso or versus like, you know, just uh, being outside in walking in a field versus walking on a street. It, all of those things are are come through as differently as well. So it's like being able to hear what color sounds like. Now the sound has been, you know, he just gave it random, not random, random, but like he, he, he just, he let a program associate sounds with color. Um, there's no universal interpretation of, of sound to color or color to sound. So yeah, it's, it's just what we, we put an interpretation on it so far, or at least so far. More and more augmentations, man. When you think about yes. it, it's like yeah, you, you, I... you really think about the age we live in and like how much everything now is. It's on cloud. Your whole entire life is basically mm-hmm. on a cloud. Yeah. And how that much is going to be like translated to humans in various technologies, from as you said, medicine to now having cat ears that react to you. Like it's crazy. It's Here's crazy. You, you, you have you have not out. seen. You have not seen anything yet, and what's? I'm, I'm going to give this example because it's too good to pass up for the opportunity. So, sorry, my, my repository of, of uh, basically like limitless knowledge is is coming to show today. But one thing I want to I want to showcase. And this is funny, and you're going to be like, "Why do you know this?" There's a dude who has whose father passed away, mm-hmm. and it hit him and and his brother pretty hard. But he's also a really good programmer. So he took all of the cell phone, all of the, the cell phone messages that his father had, he'd had pretty much the same phone for like, I think it was like 10 years or something like that. He uploaded all of those messages, response, replies and responses into a program, into an algorithm. And he has created a program and an app that he and his brother can send messages to his dad and his dad will respond in the exact same way that he would have responded if he had been alive. Oh, damn. That's so cool. now they can text their dad. I don't know if that's cool that sick. Because you really need to move someone is <laughs> But now he can, well, I mean, yeah, obviously I wouldn't call it sick because it's, 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 it's basis. It's based on his two sons. Right. So it's yeah. like, you know, but, um, you could do this for like, you know, you could do this for anybody who's currently alive too. That's when it becomes kind of like sick and twisted. Oh, it's yeah. like, but this is do like, this with, yeah, people, but this me. is like, yeah, but this is, this is the, the shape of what you can do now. And, and it's like, the, and we're just starting to see the, the, this, um, there's also, the, there's also, a, I think Facebook or, uh, I can't remember if it's Facebook or one of the other companies is working on an app uh, that will have it so that they'll s- scan all your messages. And then when you're replying a post-mortem, you, p- you can post on this person's wall and they'll respond in the way that they would yeah. want to. That that that's gets really creepy nice. really that's fast. That's so safe. Because... In, in a bad way. Well, I mean, I mean, think about it like this. Think about it like this. If the majority of your social media contact is with, you know, a bunch of... Um, you know, if it's, if it's, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, say, 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 um, uh, uh, John Doe passes away and the Facebook thingy scans his thing and they forget to like turn off the, 
the the adults filter and turns out that uh uh john doe spent most of his time talking to um people in a in a very suggestive tone and then you're like hey uh do you want to comment on this big event today it's like yeah sure would like to slam that in the backside and you're like oh okay did not did not need to know that uh, that's that's something i well, really want to know that's another thing if uh, they are using mm-hmm. information what happens with your privacy once you're there? Exactly. Oh, yes. You still oh, have yeah. the right to. Yes. If they well, can... I believe. Sorry, go on. Oh, if they can copy, how, like if they can do that, analyze and you know, and copy how you type in a specific, like how you make sentences, that mm-hmm. would be, especially for like you know people like from I don't know rich people, important people. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah, and and Definitely. ultimately, eventually, this is going to enter some really creepy territory of like identity theft is going to take on a whole new meaning when somebody can just well, write a program. Was, that's that's that will... exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you're you're replaced by somebody who's not by somebody, but by a, by a robot completely. Yeah. It's like now we're yes. entering, you know, the twilight zone here. With all that, it's really amazing because sorry, sorry, guys, sorry. I was just going to say, with all the deep learning and AI tech that we have right now, that's not even in its kind of infancy. I can't imagine what that's going to look like, you know, in 2077, for example. It's going to be, you know, huge if we even make it till 2077. Mm-hmm. I believe that's that the most... Biggest... Sorry, sorry. finish. <laughs> I was just going to say, say that's, like, that's one of the actual biggest existent- existential crises um, going forward is AI and technology like that, so... Uh, y- yes and no. Well, and I, I believe to... that. Let me finish what I was going to link before mm-hmm. we change the subject. I believe that one of the the worst impacts that we had on technology at, at the stage of history we are right now is how we reshaped our, our concept of privacy with uh, the with the, with the internet and not I, and I don't only mean normalizing the fact that uh, mega corporations are tracking us because we all know that Google knows exactly what you do, when you do it, and with who you do it. But not only that, for instance, I'm I'm seeing a lot of YouTube channels of parents that are broadcasting their kids for money. That also goes against against principles of privacy for them. I mean, as a culture, we are reshaping what uh, privacy means. And uh, then linking it with what you say with artificial intelligence, then we go in there's a moment where we two things are these two things are going to to collide because artificial intelligences already exist not in the Turing sense they are self-aware but in the sense of processing information and i remember in the 90s when the first neural nets were started to be studied how we thought that this was going to be implemented and how amazing it would be and now now the time went on and what we are seeing is this is used mostly to track people to follow us on the internet to create um, mm-hmm. algorithms like in google mm-hmm. and this more and more is uh, ending the vision that we had of uh, privacy and all limits it also goes along with uh, the vision of uh, the world the digital world in comparison with the real world the behaviors that are normalized and are accepted in the digital world including not respecting the boundaries of people because we assumed that the digital world doesn't have to respect the boundaries of people and this goes for 
stupid example from the haters that believe that, that they can tell whatever they want but this is the mentality everybody believes that there is no boundaries on the, on the digital world and thus we assume that and we normalize that we are also allowing the technology to set these boundaries for us and let instance that google know everything that we do and i don't like that and in the future if this evolves at, at one point at one point i mean uh, the worst dystopia won't, won't be even close mm -hmm. well as personally as an already um human cyborg uh, uh representative <laughs> and as a future uh supreme overlord uh, i would like to assure you that that us us AI absolutely respect your incognito modes uh, so long as you remember to turn it on uh, and and that we will not necessarily uh, you know aim to replace you completely because I mean honestly you know we really do need those batteries that are your brains I mean um, I mean I mean your we, we respect your uh, right to uh, um, personhood obviously obviously <laughs> so. But the funniest thing of it all is that these tools are in the ha in, in the hands of corporations, not yes. of governments. Yeah. Yes. For instance, yes. Facebook had this, this tool and then the CIA had to go to Facebook to have access to this. That's the most amazing well, thing of it all. It's in the hands of mega They have no idea how to monitor it. There's no laws and legislations. No me me personally, me personally, I don't trust either government or big business with with this power uh so i i mean yeah i i don't respect either one of those i the courts yes because the the courts have to like you know they 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 have to make judicial rulings and then they follow suit with that i i trust i trust a court's decision a little bit more than i trust a government's uh decision to meddle with that kind of stuff a government's kind of like yeah we're totally going to respect your right to privacy we're not going to gather you know information on every single person on the planet <laughs> and showing time and oh time, wait know. wink wink we already got busted for doing that twice <laughs> oh uh my bad it's like it's like you know and then they get smacked down by the court so it's like it's it's very concerning either way it's it's very well, the, very, the, very thing, the thing is us privacy laws they don't totally adapt mm. to this new concepts no. of privacy of the digital world we are still quote-unquote protected so it's funny because all this all this tracking of people cannot be used in in court for instance because it goes against the laws but it can mm -hmm. be used to, to to be the target of advertising oh yeah 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 and and they uh, like say oh we want to optimize the ads for you like we want this <laughs> we want you to have the best experience I don't know. For instance, when someone when disappears, when someone disappears, and uh, if you if you could, you know, a judge could call Google and say, "Well, where is this person?" Because mm. I'm sure that they, they, but they can't do that because Google is doing that against the law. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's so surreal. I just can't believe it. It's so sort of punkish. Mm -hmm. But we, no, we yeah we became so relax with our privacy like even though people say oh i'm a private person like now it's all the social media it's like let's say you're out in a bar and the person gives you her or his name you're gonna say oh, i'll find you on instagram or i'll find you on facebook and you they go through your pictures they go through your locations they know where you go where you live what you do 
everything. It's it's easy for us, the users. Imagine what you know companies that have all the backend data can you know have. Because mm-hmm. that's what that's what I said before that normalized this as the mm, yeah. tolerable tolerable uh, level of privacy. And as such, there is no there is no privacy at all. But we've normalized it as as normal. That's what mm. normalizing is about. So it's like no, I feel like I'm a I'm a private person. No, you anybody <laughs> is. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure well, that that uh, Google knows whatever you do. Google knows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, if you if you want some easy ways to counteract this, obviously, like you know, um, don't use many of the big companies as often as you can. But also, you can also utilize things to like throw things for a loop. Um, so, well, I, we should have a podcast one day where we just talk about that, that kind of like mm. that kind of stuff. Same with the uh, same with the AI because the AI is something that I, I I really enjoy talking about. And there's a lot of the fears that people have with AI is unfounded, um, but not misplaced. It, or sorry, it's misplaced, not uh, unfounded. Um, the concerns of a, an AI accidentally killing us because it wants to make business cards better and faster, and they, <laughs> they realize that the best and fastest way to make business cor- cards is just to get rid of humans entirely. That's not a mistake that an AI would make. That's a mistake that a VI would make. A VI would make that mistake, whereas an AI, um, in the true sense of the terms, and, and a lot of these terms are not used correctly, uh, in the true sense of the accurate term, an AI wouldn't, wouldn't make that mistake, whereas a VI would. A VI would be like, must make, you know, uh, must make toothpicks. I am a, I am an AI that, or a VI that works at a toothpick making factory. What is the best way to make toothpicks? To get as many trees as I can make. How can I get more trees? Kill all humans. Turn all cities into uh, tree farms. Obviously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then expand to the universe start planting trees on every other planet that, that they can get to and, and make more and more toothpicks and then distribute as, as many toothpicks as possible like that's that's the the gray goop um uh gray ooze not god goop. damn those toothpicks uh, yeah <laughs> that's the gray ooze concept is like so, something <laughs> starts yeah something starts at one point and it just kind of spoils it out of control but yeah uh so it's it's something that's really interesting to me, and I, I really I'd love to have more conversation on it. But mm. we should move on to. Uh, was that the last of the article, Mad Queen? I think there's a couple more questions, right? Yes, there's a couple more things. Sure. Uh let's go back. I, I want to mention all the things that are more or less new because that's a lot that mm-hmm. uh, about the next generation, and obviously, but no, nothing about that. Or target is current generation, which is really new. Uh, what they said th- they thought about the exclusivities of, as epic games and they did they gave their personal point of view because we already know that Cyberpunk is not going to be an epic exclusive which would be very stupid considering Southern Project owns GOG mm-hmm. we were already at we were also asked about uh, DLCs or expansions and they said that uh, when the game is finished they said they're all working on the main game as of right now and then Gwent is Another yeah. Team yeah. Team. They are yes, they are, they are fo- focusing on the game. Mm. Again, the next generation. Anything new? Because what is uh, uh, mm. not really new about that? They were joking about the release date and about all the craziness that is around the, the release rate, that release date, and they gave the bomb. What is the release date? 
when it's ready. <laughs> I already knew about that. <laughs> and uh, they also ask if uh, if they are uh, pushing all these theories on the audience. And Mateo says that uh, we wish we were that smart. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's I believe funny. is a great answer. <laughs> Keep everyone uh, confused. <laughs> and Jauma DPR says that, well, uh, I would like to know, even most of us would like to know if any of these theories are true. Because yeah. as far as I know, as far as I know, uh, PR doesn't know the real estate. Hmm. Well, I don't know way... if for that reason, but the judge. When you were talking about the uh, the expansions, like if they're working on it, like I think when Witcher Three was like when they said the release date and everything, we knew about the the upcoming expansions, right? We knew the titles. So I I think there. Do you think it's gonna you know be the same really? business model? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I thought I thought they came they came. Uh, no, no, no. They said. I mean, at first they said we're gonna have two upcoming expansions. Gonna be Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone. We knew that from from like not really the start, but I think it appeared on GOG like really, really early. Before you bought the game, you had a chance to buy the season pass, or you had a chance to. I don't think you were able to pre-order uh, at the start, but you had the titles. You had the names. Well, the truth is that there's a very old interview where Martin Edith said that he was so excited that for the first time the company was uh, able to do expansions, which is something that they always wanted to mm. do, but they never had the resources, and The Witcher 3 was the first time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it makes it makes sense also, and also that they announced it with time, because if they were excited that they had the chance to make, make um, expansions, they most probably were thinking about them for long. And but I don't think this is coming. Yes. Uh, not saying that they, you know, the Witcher 3 DLCs are amazing, but I think this time around they want to maybe focus more resources into um, the DLCs, and, and which is why they're probably not saying anything about it. Because I, I would imagine that they have some sort of concept. Right. Yeah. That's a. Bit they had like post, post they had like 15 free DLCs, like the 15 small add-ons, and then two expansions. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. But small. those were great. Those were great. They were, they were amazing, yeah. Like small side quests and stuff or gear you can get. Like, you know, that's something that kind of keeps the game going until the first expansion. Like, yes, Cyberpunk is going to be big, huge. But when you have, like, let's say, these small side quests to get, like, a piece of equipment or a new gun or something like that, that would yeah. be cool. That would be it's really like cool. It's things that all add up, right? Those yeah. yeah. So I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully not. But I well, we've, we've been here for 98 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time goes yeah, we're, fast. We're, we're getting up there. So um, I'm just scanning some of the questions. If you have a question, just pop it into chat uh, right away. Um, we'll, we'll probably close this up here in the next few minutes. Um, just, to, just to reiterate on the... On the E3 stuff, like it's coming up fast. Mm. Um, there is still lots of things being planned, still lots of things being put into uh, their place. Um, one thing that we're expecting is to get a, an Xbox, the next Xbox reveal. Um, we suspect 
that they might be a little bit behind uh, Sony as far as like getting that out. So we might have the the Sony PlayStation Five come out first, then followed by the Xbox. However, um, we're hearing a lot of really interesting rumors. Nothing that we've been able to like pin down for sure yet. And considering that, technically speaking, actually Microsoft made the first announcement about the next product. They just didn't give any specs. They just talked about how they're working on the next one a little bit sooner than Sony came out and publicly admitted that they were, you know, working on the next one. Um, you know, they're always working on the next one. So, I mean, that's, that's obvious, right. Uh, to, to anybody who, who knows the industry, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens at E3 this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of a fall lineup of releases that we have. We're expecting a lot of like really great, you know, this is, this is the last current gen console, um, greats that we're going to see then we're going to be seeing stuff for the next gen uh it, this will be really really fascinating so so any any thoughts on what to expect at at uh e3 this year we'll start with uh from neon from yeah. no so from before, before you go on i i'm afraid that i'm podcast i love you a message on discord but none of you answered <laughs> oh, i'm oh. sorry i'm in, I'm in pain i'm having i'm having back like lately Oh. And I just I don't know how to put my butt to I'm I'm in pain and I'm about to, to start crying because I don't know what to do with it. So I'm going to leave it here and uh leave you discussing about hmm. and then sorry to hear that. I'll go back to the video when it's uploaded to to learn what you said about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh well thanks for having me Saib. And uh, right. I will be back in the next in the next podcast. Yeah. All right. Perfect. See Bye. you. See you. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, Neon, uh, just things that you're expecting from CDPR this this E3. Any anything in particular that you want to talk about or no? Um, I think the things that we've mentioned in the past before. I think there there will be a, a demo available there. They they already have a public booth. Um, I think during the Xbox conference. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that they're gonna show a trailer um, with the release date at the end, and then you know we'll get little articles here and there and this and that. Those are the two main things that I think are gonna come out of there. Mm-hmm. Main ones. So, All right, yeah. and uh, last known. Oh yeah, I share. I kind of share the same opinion with uh, Neon on this, and I also think they're just gonna focus on the stuff they didn't show us in the like. The, sh- the stuff they showed us previous year, they're gonna focus on something else. Uh, maybe see another part of the of the night city. See like different biomes we're gonna have, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the available demo and with hopefully a release date, I think I think that's gonna be what what they'll show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so, with you on the release date. I'm I'm really with you on the release date. Uh, I want to answer Michael's question here. Uh, do you think that we're going to see Cyberpunk 2077 at Sony's new press conference that they're doing? Um, they're not doing one at E3, but they're going to be having one kind of in the same uh, summer time period. They're going to have their big Sony event that the, I haven't been hearing too many details on. Um, if they were to showcase Cyberpunk 2077 at their main press conference, uh, that would be the end of Sony. <laughs> and you might go, wait, what? What? what wait, what? Uh, and that is because the um, the of the censorship issue that we've been talking about, and how 
um, how the company has been approaching their their Asian uh, smaller developers. Uh, they've promised and they've said quite strongly that no focus shall be played or shall be given to any game that has or features any amount of adult content, period. End of story. So if they showcase something from CDPR about Cyberpunk 2077, that is going to be the most hypocritical thing that they can do, and they will be absolutely blacklisted, uh, not blacklisted, they will be absolutely boycotted um, by a bulk, uh, by a major bulk of the um, uh, Asian, uh, especially the Japanese community, uh, as far as that goes. Because, and and trust me, I've been talking to, to devs nonstop about this. Um, the kindest thing that I have heard, the kindest thing, the thing that I can say, the easiest on on the podcast here, is that they are all hypocrites. Mm. That that is the kindest thing that I have from one of the many many Japanese developers, um, and and some of the Korean developers that I that I spend a lot of time talking with. That is the kindest words that they have for Sony right now. They <laughs> if they were to focus that, which I'm sure they will, they're going to they're going to lay down the hurt on themselves so bad. So it'll be really interesting, Michael. <laughs> we're going to have a really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> whenever this conference is like I, I don't even know offhand the, the date on it because it's not been something that's been widely circulated I know that they have their their split their big like the event that they normally do but they've been talking about like some kind of a new event or something yeah, and I'm just sitting here going uh okay when when and where is this gonna show up uh I don't I, I don't understand uh, yeah that would be a shitstorm. yeah yeah no, but, I don't think they're but, gonna show anything yet. I don't and, think. And why would they switch up? Since because like last year they were in the Xbox conference as well. Why would they just switch it up, right? Why would they just not be at E3 and go to their Sony, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. event, whatever they have planned, instead of just stick with Microsoft, be at E3, you know, have that big presence. Plus, when Sony's not there. They have that much more room for people to have all their eyes on on Cyberpunk. So, kind of a win-win. Mm, yeah. The I cannot pronounce the name Doriange, the the Doriange. Sorry for mispronouncing that. Um, the Last of Us uh, release for the fall. I've been hearing this too, but I wouldn't necessarily count on it. Um, I know that they're wanting to get it out for this current console gen, but it it may not be because they they've there's been a lot of delays. There's been a lot of delays with that game. They just wrapped the last of the. Uh, motion capture this week this last week that is that is insane like do you have any idea how that that is nuts man the fact that the this game that they advertised last year as their pinnacle game just finished the motion capture which is by no way or means a final like the final thing that you're doing in the game yeah that's like yeah, they're really, really behind. They're they're really delayed. I'm I'm looking forward to it, uh, but unfortunately, I think they've kind of run into um, they've, they've run into some some pretty big issues there with that. So we'll keep our eye on that, and we'll definitely keep you informed. Um, we we we'll talk about pretty much anything that you guys all bring up here. So for the next week, uh, you know, tune in. This is the community podcast. I'd like to thank the Mad Queen, uh, Neon Arcade, Last Known Meal for coming on again. Uh, this is a rotating show. Please go to their channels, uh, subscribe to them there because every week this channel hops hosts. This is, I think, 
one of the first channels that one of the first communities that has a rotating um, community show podcast. And and this is something that that's really special. And it when you guys show up when you listen to us after the fact, this really makes us happy because it means that we're it means that the community is important and the community is important and it's not just it it doesn't the community of of cyberpunk and cdpr doesn't belong to just one person or one channel it's it's a it's a multifaceted thing and it's big enough to to bring in pretty much everybody so exactly and if you guys want to check out the playlist each of us do have uh Mm -hmm. the playlist featuring all the videos so far on our Mm -hmm. specific channel so it should be easier for you guys to find if you guys so choose yeah I'm humbled by the people, like, because, you know, most of the time when I see, like, like, we finished the first round of, like, the rotation, and I actually see a lot of people, like, let's say from Neo's channel or from Sip's channel or from Mad Queen's, they, they always approach the different channels. They join mm-hmm. yeah. almost every podcast, and that's, I'm so humbled by it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And we, we are working on guests. Uh, right now we have... Uh, we have a, a large number of guests tentatively lined up for the future. Uh, we cannot speak about any of them yet. Very uh, there, there is some very exciting news coming in this regard. So, so you guys are by by tuning in, by staying here. Um, again, you, we're we're all big channels. We're we all got room for for everybody, and we've got room for more channels and more people and more guests. So this is going to be really cool. Uh, this is a this is definitely an experiment. Out of all the things that I've done on YouTube, this is something that I, I cannot I can find zero info on anybody else doing. So, so we're having fun. Yes, yeah, I'm having a blast, man. Every week. All right, I'm having a blast. All right, so for all of us here at the Triple S League, Last Known Meal, Neon Arcade, and the Mad Queen Show, uh, thank you all for coming, and we will be back next week. Peace out, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs>